This week on I Watch This as an Adult Movie Reviews, I review the 2000 suspense horror thriller Final Destination. side blows up and then the whole plane just explodes. The plane's gonna explode! It's not a joke! It's not a joke! We get thrown off the plane all because Brownie has a bad dream? I saw it. The plane! It's gonna blow up! It's gonna blow up! All 287 passengers are feared dead. Because of you, I'm still alive. In death, there are no accidents. No coincidences. And no escapes. Did it happen again? Did you see Todd die? What if it was our time? What if we were not meant to get on that plane? What if there is a design, then it's not finished? By walking off the plane, you're cheating death. You have to figure out when it's coming back at you. What are you, God, now? He knows which one of us is next. You have a responsibility to tell me. I knew I should have hit on Tammy in the pool that time. I'm gonna let it happen, okay? <gasps> Nobody has control over life and death. Unless they are taking lives and causing death. Now, can you promise me that no one else is going to die? And welcome to I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikkel Ford. Today we're going to talk about Final Destination from 2000. Let's get into the technical, shall we? This movie was directed by James Wong. It was written by Glenn Morgan, James Wong, and Jeffrey Riddick. The budget for this movie was $23 million, and it brought in a box office of $112.9 million dollars really good smash hit uh especially for a movie that came out in march of 2000 because back then march wasn't uh what it was now march is pretty much the start of the summer movie season now back then march was just march you know (laughs) so like this movie made a good amount of money for a movie that came out in march of 2000 uh let's talk about how i saw this movie as a kid uh i saw this movie a year later on HBO and I ended it up being one of my favorite movies like one of my favorite movies of all time and like this is like like it's definitely on my top movies uh list you know especially at that time it was on my top movies list I used to watch Final Destination a lot as a as a as a, as a teenager 
Uh, and it's funny because I remember seeing the trailer for that movie and I had no interest in watching it. I had no interest in seeing it because like, I'm not really, I'm not really a horror guy. I'm not like a, I'm not like a horror dude. I don't like horror that much, but uh, I watched it and I realized that it's not really a horror movie. Hey, it's a suspense movie. It's a thriller, like disguised as a horror movie. Uh, so that reeled me in because I like those type of movies. I like movies with suspense. I like thrillers. I like movies like that, where it's just like like a lot of tension going on in the movie. Uh, so like, I thought it was I thought it was a well put together movie at the time. But let's see how I feel about this movie as an adult. Fun fact about this movie before we get into it. Uh, this was originally supposed to be an episode of The X-Files. I found this out when I was doing my research about this movie. Uh, it was originally supposed to be an episode of The X-Files. Uh, Jeffrey Riddick uh, wrote the original script for The X-Files so he could get a TV agent. Like It was like a, a draft. He was going to send it out and so he could get an agent so he can get all his uh, work out there. But someone at uh, New Line Cinema like read the script and they persuaded him to uh, rewrite the script as a film. And that's how Final Destination was born. Uh, so the opening of this movie like really reminds me of Goosebumps. You remember, if anybody's old enough to remember the opening to the Goosebumps television show, uh, like it's like ominous, but like it, like a Saturday morning like ominous uh it reminds me of like goosebumps it reminds me of like are you afraid of the dark you know like kid shows they're like they're they're like supposed to be scary but like it's only scary if you're like 10 you know (laughs) it's like scary for 10 year olds like like i said like a goosebumps like an are you afraid of the dark type of thing uh I don't know, maybe it's because I've seen this movie so many times, it doesn't scare me anymore, so it, like, all the, all the terror went out the window, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm like, this reminds me of Goosebumps, but anyway, uh, we're following this kid named Alex Browning, who is, uh, he's going on a school trip to France, and he gets a premonition that the plane is going to explode, uh, like he just gets like these bad signs throughout the day, like his uh, like his tag on his um, on his suitcase ripped off, um, stuff that is something something that his dad said kind of set him off. Uh, I think his dad said like he got your whole life ahead of you, and it like kind of set him off a little bit. Um, he gets a he, like some weird guy gives him like a pamphlet talking about. I forgot what the guy said already. <laughs> I forgot what, the, but he said something about death or something like that. And then like the the, the woman at the at the at the at the checkout desk, she's talking about oh nine twenty five. He was like, "That's your birthday, September twenty fifth." And he was like, "That's that's the time that your your plane departs and all this stuff." And he's just like, "What?" <laughs> so like he's getting all these like bad signs, like these like premonitions throughout the day uh funny story in uh 2005 this is a funny story about me uh in 2005 
I was going on a uh, on a family trip to Seattle, and the day before go on this trip, guess what was on TV? Magnum PI. No, I'm sorry. Final Destination. <laughs> Final Destination was on the television, and I'm not gonna lie, it freaked me out a little bit. It freaked me out a little bit. Uh, cause like the movie was on like the day, uh, like the day before I was supposed to get on a plane. So like it, 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 it kind of, I'm not gonna lie, kind of freaked me out, but I liked the movie. You know, I was like, Ooh, final destination is on, you know? So <laughs> I want to watch this. Let me watch this movie. And then I was just like, Oh shit. I, I gotta get on a plane the next day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably not the right movie to watch before I get on a plane. So, so what I did, I slept uh, on the plane. I slept through the flight. I slept through the whole flight because I was thinking, I was like, and I was young. I was like 19. I think I was like 19. And I was just thinking, I was like, hey, I can't feel the plane crash if I'm asleep. You know, it's stupid. It's really dumb. You know, I was a I was a teenager, so I was just like, the plane can't crash if I'm asleep. <laughs> that was my logic on this. But luckily, everything went well, and like, I had fun. I had fun in Seattle, so like it was it was it was pretty cool. I'm still here talking about movies. So, <laughs> so that's it. Uh, let's get back to the movie. Uh. This movie sets up its characters like really well, uh, like perfectly. Like you really get to know these people before they die. Like they 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 really like hit you in the heart before every before everything happens starts to happen. Because like there's even like a couple of characters that aren't even important in this movie. They're just background characters like background characters on the plane and like these characters aren't even important but you really don't want them to die because you're like damn man and you know they're gonna die because like no, like they're not really focused on them they're just like background characters and you're just like shit that person's gonna die <laughs> you know like, and they don't they look like the type of person that doesn't deserve to die you know like there's like a, uh i think there was like a there was like a a disabled person on the plane, you're like, damn, man, you know, you just look at that, they're like, shit, like, that person's gonna fucking die a horrible death, you know, and it's sad, like, they, like I say, they really, really hit you in the heart with that, like, so, and also, like, gives the movie, like, a sense of tension, like, tension is the key word for this movie, like, that's what makes this movie, like, so much better than the sequels because like there's like what like four other final destination movies i think there's going to be a sixth i think they're going to make a final destination six but uh but like that make that's what makes this movie so much better than the sequels because like i feel i feel like they lose that element as the franchise goes on like they lose the element of tension like in the sequels like they just focus on the gore 
uh, and like who like we're like like oh how like how cool would it be if this person dies this way or whatever they just focusing on the deaths and they're focusing on the gore and how gory the deaths are uh like this movie has gore too but it has a purpose like there's a story to it like there's a story to how this person's going to die and they make you feel for these people before they die like these people have they they have personalities they have character you learn about their lives <laughs> before they die like the like i said the sequels are just like you know like we, we don't care about these people they're just meat you know like they're just meat we're just gonna put them in the meat grinder they're gonna die and you're not gonna care like two seconds later after they fucking die you know like that's that's what the that's what the sequels are but like not this movie this movie has a lot of heart to it and i like that um this is also another movie where like they're trying to transition a child star into an adult star i was talking about that with like bringing on a couple weeks ago because like there's like three like child stars in that movie that are like transitioning into being adult actors but like they would so like they're trying to do that here with Devin Sawa uh Devin Sawa was a pretty big child actor in the 90s uh like he was Casper he was Casper the friendly ghost for god's sake <laughs> like in the uh in the uh, 1995 movie he, he's the voice of Casper I think he's the voice of Casper and he's also the uh, the human form of Casper. Like he like he does the voice, and then like he goes in the human form. That's Devin Sawa. Um, and like he's like he was in Little Giants with Rick Moranis and uh, Ed O'Neill. You know, like he's he's a uh... god damn it, I forgot his character's name. I haven't, I haven't watched Little Giants in a while. And best believe, Little Giants is going to be talked about on this podcast. So <laughs> just wait on it; it's coming. Uh, but like I forgot, but like he was on Rick Moranis's team. He was like the quarterback or something on the team. Uh, but like yeah, he was in a lot of he was in a lot of stuff as a kid. And so like this is like his his only adult role. This is like his biggest adult role. Like he doesn't really he doesn't really do much after this movie. Like he kind of disappears after this. You don't see uh, Devin Sawa a lot after this. Uh, he did do uh, Idle Hands, which is another movie that I review on this podcast. Uh, he did that movie before this, but I believe he was like still a teenager when he did that movie. I think he was like only eighteen, maybe, when he did that movie. So like, like he never really, he never really blew up as an adult actor after this. Like a lot of the actors in this movie didn't really do much after this. Uh, Sean William Scott and uh, Ali Lauder, they had like a run, uh, but like their career slowed down like after the 2000s. But like they had a, they had a pretty good run. Uh, Sean William Scott and Ali Lauder, like those, those are the two that kind of like broke out, broke away from this movie and actually had a career for a, a short amount of time. But anyway, like after the plane crash, the the survivors that got off the plane like they start dying one by one alex's friend todd like his friend todd he's the first to go uh like alex uh alex's friend uh todd todd has possibly the dumbest death in this movie like because like he's over here shaving with a dry dirty ass razor (laughs) 
<laughs> He's shaving with a dry ass, dirty ass razor. Like he doesn't put any shaving cream on or anything. Like he just starts shaving dry and then he cuts himself. And I was like, yeah, you cut yourself. You shaving with a dirty razor. And also, you ain't got no shaving cream. Like you got the you got the you got the you got to smooth that out. He didn't even funny thing about it, he didn't have anything to shave. He was like baby faced. Like he's like his face was clear. Like he had no beard, he had no stubble, he had nothing. He was just like I'm and I'm just like, why are you shaving? And it was just like it's just to have him die. <laughs> I feel like it's just it's, it's, he has the most absurd dumbest death in this whole movie uh, also Todd has this like weird east coast accent like he sounds like a mix between Peter Griffin and like a 1930s like Bobby Cop you know it's the it's the weirdest it's the weirdest accent he has a weird fucking accent I've never heard anybody talk like him before and he's just like he's just like yeah guy you know he it's a weird it's a weird accent you have to if you haven't really watched the movie watch the movie it's very strange it's a very strange accent speaking of strange Ali Lauder plays this weird girl named Claire is it Claire or clear because it's spelt like clear but I think they call her Claire but like she's weird. She's a weird girl. Like she always looks disheveled. Like she's always like her hair's always messed up. And she always has like this like this look on her face like she's on the edge. And like and like she's just she's just she comes off very sketchy. Very sketchy. Like she shows up in front of Todd's house, like hiding behind a tree. Like she playing like fucking hide and seek or some shit. You know what? <laughs> And just like she just showed up there, cause Alex goes to Todd's house to try to to try to save him, cause he's cause he's looking, cause like he talks about this thing like death has a design, has a has a plan. Actually, um, uh, I think it's Tony Todd that tells him that. It's like uh, Tony Todd tells him that. My homie Tony Tony Todd is in this movie as well, but we'll get to him later. Um, uh, but like like it's like death has a design or something like that. And he's just like, Todd, I gotta go get Todd. And so he goes, he's he's too late to save Todd. Like Todd already in the body bag. They 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 they, they dragging him off to the corner. You know, like he dead already. And like uh Claire is there. And like I said, like she's hiding behind a tree. And she's like, Alex, run. Or something like that. She's like <laughs> And I was like, she is the strangest woman I've ever fucking scene like why did they write her character like this i don't know but <laughs> but yeah let's talk about tony todd tony todd tony todd is in this movie like he's just a just a scary motherfucker you know <laughs> just a scary motherfucker like he plays the mortician in this movie that's it he's just a mortician just a scary intimidating mortician i heard i heard on many accounts about people meeting Tony Todd and they actually say like he's actually the nicest guy you ever want to fucking meet <laughs> if you know, anybody doesn't know who Tony Todd is Tony Todd is the guy that plays Candyman like he plays Candyman and 
I've heard people, all accounts, the people that have actually uh, met Tony Todd and talked to Tony Todd, they was like, man, he's the nicest dude, man. <laughs> but in movies, like, he's a scary motherfucker, man. Like, he's like the type of guy you don't want to run into in a dark alley. But, like I said, people who have met him, they said he's like the sweetest dude. <laughs> like, he's a nice guy. But, <laughs> but he's he's a he's a great fucking actor because he scares the shit out of me in movies <laughs> but he just plays it he just plays a mortician here and he's just talking about death and in the most ominous scariest way that he could um so like he just he's just here doing that that's that's his only scene too. he doesn't show up again like this is it that's all he does <laughs> I, I guess that's the clout of being a, a horror movie icon, I guess. I don't know. Um, let's talk about Carter now. Let's talk about Carter, man. I want to get into Carter. Let's talk about him. Uh, Carter was played by his actor named Kurt Smith. He used to be on Dawson's Creek. Uh, Carter has anger issues. Like, he has a lot of pent-up aggression inside of him. And I think he might be overcompensating for for the fact that he might be gay, because yeah, he gives off a lot of he gives off a lot of closeted gay man vibes. You know, like he like let's really look at Carter. If you've ever seen the movie, let's really look at Carter. Uh, he like he always wants to solve problems with his fist he's overly aggressive he drives a muscle car and he plays an aggressive sport like that sounds like a closeted gay man to me <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's just like carter needs to stop worrying about death and like live his truth like like dude you're gay bro <laughs> like you're fucking gay like accept it be cool with it it's okay uh like he didn't even react when his girlfriend died like his girlfriend died and there was nothing he was just like oh everybody else reacted carter didn't say shit he didn't cry he didn't do nothing like he was just like oh shit she did uh like she was just his beard anyway so <laughs> that's all she was it was like he ain't really love that girl. Like I said, I'm like he's. I think I think Carter's gay, and he just needs to live. He just needs to live his truth. That's it. Um, the actress that plays their teacher, Miss Luton, uh, she is a very good soap opera actress because she plays this role like she's on like an episode of The Young and the Restless. Man, <laughs> like she is over dramatic as fuck man like over dramatic everything she says like she says it like she's on a soap opera man like i said over dramatic uh one of the things i like about this movie is how they play death like a character itself uh like before people die like they see like this ominous shadow and it's just like oh it's like it's death coming around so like death is like a slasher in this movie like it's very inventive very inventive because i would have never thought about making death itself like a character you know it's just like oh like you see a shadow lurking in the back or 
there's a ominous wind or you see like a reflection in a, in a, in a mirror whatever the fuck and then after that you die you know like it's just it's it's crazy man it's like i say very inventive uh we also have like these two detectives in this movie that are played by uh daniel roebuck and uh, roger guinevere smith uh i'll watch this as an adult alum roger guinevere smith uh he's another guy that's that's been on this podcast many many times uh the, his characters have not him <laughs> like i've never had him on the show but uh but yeah his characters have been on have have, have graced this podcast many many times he's a great actor i love roger guinevere smith great fucking actor he's kind of wasted here uh because i believe like those two characters they were supposed to be like Mulder and scully like if this was going to be an episode of the x-files i call them detectives but like they actually work for the fbi which i think Mulder and scully they worked for the fbi didn't they on the x-files uh i didn't watch much x-files growing up so uh, but yeah, man, they, that's what they're supposed to be. And I say, like, both these characters are wasted. Like, not gonna lie, they seem out of place. They seem very out of place. Like, they really don't add anything to the story. There's no reason for them to be here. They're like, what are they gonna do? What, what are they gonna do? Like, are they gonna arrest? Are they gonna arrest death? You know, like you can't. Like, they're gonna be like, hey, death, you're under, you're under arrest. Dude, like, what the fuck? You know, like, there's nothing here for them to do. Like, it's like the movie's really about the survivors. That's what it's about. It's about the survivors. It's about the tension of who's going to die next. You're like, that's what that's what we came here for. That's what the movie is about. Uh, you can tell the writers of this movie like watched a lot of twilight zone uh want to say one of the writers because they had to rewrite this i don't know if it's jeffrey riddick or one of the other two guys that helped him write this uh but somebody in that writer's room somebody watched a lot of the twilight zone because the ending of this movie really reminds me of the twilight zone like just how surreal it gets and it has the main character like just going off the deep end and going very very crazy uh like like it's very much elements of the twilight zone even the way the movie ends even the way the movie ends is like something out of the twilight zone where it's just like you think everything's fine and then something really surreal happens and you're like what the fuck you know like, you know, like <laughs> it, it really gives off a lot of twilight zone vibes but overall I, I still enjoyed this movie i really enjoyed this movie man uh it it's just a well written well put together movie and you could tell everyone involved in this movie cared they cared and they took their time making this movie you could just tell by the by the presentation of this movie like other than the two cops being out of place like this is a perfect movie i got nothing else wrong to say about it uh score i give it a five out of five that's what i give it uh join me next week when i will be talking about i don't know what i'll be talking about next week actually i haven't I haven't picked out a movie next week 
I just realized that I haven't been out of movie next week. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, and I watch this as an adult. Uh, I will put a clue up there. Also, follow me on TikTok. At I watched as an adult. I forget my TikTok. God damn it. You know? <laughs> I can't remember everything, damn it. But if you follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at I watched this as an adult. Uh, the next, the next uh, episode. Uh, or the next episode idea will be up there. So until next time, peace. <laughs>